The world of work is changing fast. Virtual reality, 3D printing, advanced robotics, and network machines. These are just a few of the technologies that have created a whole new set of possibilities for business. Now more than ever, companies need creative thinkers with digital savvy and strong science and technology skills to make this fourth industrial revolution a reality. On this audio series, we're talking to three young people who are using their STEM education to follow their passions. Today, I'm speaking with Lauren Sortone, a passionate young leader in STEM who has been engaging youth across Canada through education workshop experiences for the past seven years, while also working towards a degree in chemistry at the University of Victoria. Lauren's been to parts of the country that most of us have never or may never get to go to, from Nunavut to Labrador. Today, Lauren is preparing to embark on a journey with Actua as an instructor on a national Makermobile tour. I'm very excited to hear Lauren's perspective on how young Canadians can prepare for the future of work. Nice to have you here today, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. Could you just start by sharing your past experiences in STEM and how you actually came to be so engaged in this field? I think my engagement in STEM came from two places, one being my academic background and one being my work with youth outside of the academic realm. So in high school, I had an incredible chemistry teacher. Her name was Jessica, and she really, really inspired me to push myself and to be more curious and more interested and more engaged in my learning and really showed me that there was further possibility outside of what I was doing in class that day and that I could take STEM further. And then besides that, I've worked with a program called The Yes on Vancouver Island, doing youth empowerment work for about seven years and really, really enjoyed connecting with young people and showing them what they're capable of. So I think my road to doing this STEM education has come from both those things, my passion from STEM, and then linking that to my work with youth empowerment and with youth in the past. What in particular about some of those role modeling or mentorship experiences really led you to choose to pursue a career in STEM? I think I was intrigued by the curiosity that the people who were my role models in STEM really showed me. And I think I always was engaged in wanting to know more and wanting to understand more about the world around me. And I've always been fascinated with the ability to quantify that. I love mathematics. So being able to quantify things in the lab through chemistry and then applying mathematics to that has always been really fascinating to me. We all know that those skills in in being able to understand how computers work and even be able to, to code computers are so important. How are those skills being developed from your perspective? How are you developing your own skills in this area? And talk a little bit about why you see them being so important in the future. Well, I think digital literacy is entering all of our lives on the personal realm, both willingly and unwillingly, just in what we engage in in our everyday lives. I'm 21 years old, and all of the work that I do in university is based in technology and based in digital literacy. Nothing is ever on paper. And I think it's just really making youth feel confident about being able to fluently use that technology and finding where it matters to them and finding where they feel passionate about it. Through photography, I've really found my sort of entry to digital literacy. I love anything related to the aesthetic of digital literacy, like beautiful coding, nice photography, good editing skills, just the aesthetic in digital life. And that's what I'm interested in. But other people are more interested in the security or the development or so many different facets of it. 
what is the current reality of youth vis-a-vis science and technology? Are they engaged? Are they not engaged? What kinds of things are speaking to them? And how do we make sure that they are prepared with these skills moving forward? I think we're at a challenging place in that youth need to become inspired to become those producers of technology. We don't want them to just be satisfied with being a consumer and be satisfied with the products available to them. I think it's about encouraging them to acknowledge the limitations of what they have and say, how can you make that better? What are you going to innovate and what are you going to create from what's already made to make things easier in all these different realms? Or how are you going to connect that to your life? Or what could change about this to make it more useful to you? So I think it's about inspiring them to really think beyond what they have now and to take that technology and to take that technology as an opportunity for growth and for learning and for just more in their world. And beyond the digital skills that that kind of approach would obviously develop, what other kinds of skills does that develop in youth that will be important, again, for them to succeed in jobs that we don't know uh, will exist 10 years or 15 years down the road? I think the biggest thing that I see in introducing kids to technology that way is like critical thinking, right? You're always asking kids to consider what they have and what exists and then think beyond that. And that means that they have to identify those problems or those challenges or those opportunities within those elements and then create something out of that. You have had an experience that very few Canadians have had, and that is traveling in Canada's far north. Can you share a little bit about what that experience has meant to you, how it's influenced your plans, your thoughts, and specifically how you see the North playing a leading role in the future of work? I think first of all, working up in Nunavut and working in Nunatsiavut and in Labrador, I've really been blown away by just the potential that is there in the youth and in the folks that we interact with. I think it breaks down a lot of the stereotypes and a lot of the mysticism around what is our North and around the people that live up North. And also it has really inspired me to think about reconciliation and think about like the stuff that the TRC has put out and the stuff that the government is talking about and really see how that can be inclusive and see its importance because we need reconciliation and we need incorporation of Indigenous peoples into our workforce and into what is Canada today in order to really fulfill the potential of this country and fulfill the potential of what we can create as innovators in Canada. From your own personal experience, What's the opportunity cost of us not getting a more diverse future workforce going into the next generation? All these people that we're not hearing from currently, we need their creativity. We need their minds. We need their perspective on the world, right? And that's all based on their context. And a certain amount of your context or what you've lived through is just based on being female or being male or being of a certain race or a certain gender or a certain socioeconomic bracket, right? So we need to engage a more diverse group of those people to really be able to find the creativity that we're looking for and really be able to maximize that potential in the world. Because I think we have so much of what we need. So it's about really extending the potential of those things past what we have currently. 
Obviously, you have some very diverse interests that you've talked about. You are an amateur photographer. You're engaged with youth, obviously the chemistry side. How do you see all this coming together in your future of work? I read recently a statistic about the number of careers that young people will have is much more diverse and much larger than it used to be. So I think it's really identifying the skills I have and the places that I have that I can still grow. And I'm a huge people person and I do everything with a ridiculous amount of heart. Um, But I think that my care and the way that I care about connecting those things will make me successful in my career, but I have no idea what that will be. Thank you so much for talking to us today and for all the work that you are doing to really instill a sense of awe and a sense of inspiration in the next generation. Thanks for having me. Lauren is now completing a degree in chemistry and has added a focus in Indigenous studies and Indigenous governments as a result of the work that was done with Actual. Lauren's work with youth across Canada and sharing their stories reminds us that the future of our innovation potential lies in our collective focus on empowering youth through science and technology. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and I encourage you to go and listen to the other podcasts in this series, talking to inspiring young professionals working in the fields of science and technology and navigating the complexities of the future of work. 